Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor Jeremy Houston. Uh, Pastor Houston is pastor of Foundation Baptist Church in Cary, Illinois, and currently serves uh, as a pastor there and also as the Dean of Men at Providence Baptist College. And so today, uh, Pastor Houston and I will be discussing uh, the topics of uh, starting a church and all of the joys of pastoring a new church. So thanks for coming on with us, Brother Houston. Amen. Glad so you'll you'll be able to find all of the videos of our conversations uh, in the links that are in the description below. So you can uh, skip around and uh, listen to the different topics that we have to talk about. So uh, our topic right now is the church planter's burden. And Brother Houston, you um, grew up in a church planter's home uh, as well. And so kind of give us a, your background a little bit as um, you grew up in that kind of uh, environment and how that led you to start Foundation Baptist Church. My dad was a high school football coach when I was born and uh, the Lord had called him to preach uh, shortly around that time. And um, he quit his job and went to work at a Christian school and uh, knew the Lord had called him to preach, knew that there was a desire to, really at that time he felt like the Lord had called him to evangelism. Um, but uh, during that time he ended up working at a Christian school and there was a few families that uh, were looking for a pastor uh, to start a church in Jefferson City, Missouri. And so in 1987, um, our family went, I was, uh, I was five years old at the time. So that dates me a little bit or that tells you how old I am. And, uh, we went to Jefferson city, Missouri and, uh, central Baptist church was founded. My dad pastored there for 26 years. And, uh, so I, I was there, I grew up there, uh, left there at 19 years old and came to Providence Baptist college. Um, enjoyed my time immensely. Um, getting to know friends and, and uh, fellow acquaintances. Came to college really with a burden uh, to go to the mission field, took the study of missions, and uh, really felt like I would be in Europe. My junior year of college, uh, I can still take you back, I believe it was a Thursday night of a God Save America conference, and Dr. Tony Hudson was preaching, and um, I just knew in that service that God had instructed me that I, I should be in the States. And uh, I said, well, that doesn't make any sense, you know? I mean, there's, I, I can't remember how many people there were in, in the world at that time. Right now, there's over 7 billion people in the world. And, you know, 90% of the preachers in the world preach to 10% of the world's population that speak English. Why would God not want me to go someplace else? But I, I just knew in that service that God wanted me in the U.S. And um, during that next, that was my junior year of college, during that next year, I just grew a huge burden for the northern Illinois area, northwest Chicagoland, and uh, started driving back and forth from like college to church and work and just driving past all these people, all these massive humanity, all the cars, and just got a, a, a huge burden for where do these people go to church? Um, got towards the end of my senior year, I was already married. And uh, was in the process of trying to figure out what God's will was for me. And um, I didn't know where I'd end up. Wanted to be hired maybe to go somewhere. And uh, none of those options really came. 
uh, for me. And so I had told my dad if by, I believe it was, I can't remember if it was April 1st or May 1st, if I don't know where I'm going, I'll just come back to Jeff City and I'll work with you. And so I contacted him and said, Dad, I'm going to come back and I'm going to work with you for a while. And if you'll have me, you know, I don't, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to be a paid assistant, but if I need to come back as a volunteer, I'll do that. So I went back there, and for a while I volunteered. For a while I was bivocational, and then I uh, ended up being full time there for a little while. But the Lord had called us, I believe, at that time to to plant a church, and so I had such a huge burden for especially McHenry County, and uh, there was the reseeding Illinois. It was just starting to get rolling, and Justin Leisure was uh, one of the guys that was working with that. Uh, Mark Chambers, there were several guys where they were starting churches. And I just kept saying, hey, Justin, there needs to be a church in McHenry County. There needs to be a church in McHenry. And uh, one day he just said, Jeremy, uh, you know, why don't you stop telling me about starting a church in McHenry? Why don't you start one? And I was like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm afraid of. You know, I think that God's calling me there. And uh, I talked to my wife and, and she just wanted me to be sure. And she said, Jeremy, we cannot go start a church unless we know it's God's will. And um, we didn't have any children at the time. Uh, we'd, we, uh, we'd been married for five years before we had our first child. And uh, I just said, you know, I, I really feel like God wants us to go back to northern Illinois. Just, you know, I know, I know that there's northwest there. And I know that there's bus routes that go to different places. But I just feel like there needs to be a church. And... Um, she said, well, you just got to make sure. She said, if you know it's God's will, you know, I'm not going to stand in the way and I'll, I'll follow you, but you got to know. And so we, uh, I prayed, I, I fasted for extended time, and I, I just got peace that it was God's will, you know. Um, walked into the house. I was pacing the parking lot. We lived right outside the church in Missouri there. I was pacing the parking lot, just praying for days on end, it seemed. And I walked in, I said, Jess, I just know God wants us to go. And she said, okay. And so we came in 2000, uh, 2008, we started traveling, trying to raise some funds, Most, mostly 2009, the early part of 2009. I think we traveled for about seven months, went to 55 different churches, never raised more than about a third of what we needed to get, to get rolling. But we got started in 2009. And uh, it has been a struggle to an extent, but at the same time, God has um, burdened us to reach people. Missions is not a place so much as it's people, although it happens in places. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God calls us to certain places. Um, Paul was on his way to Asia and he essayed to go because God said, I want you to go to Macedonia. Uh, you know, Jesus must needs go through Samaria. There are places that need churches more so than maybe other places. And so God called us to, to come back to the college area uh, where we knew that there was a need. Within 15 mile radius of where we started our church, there's 700,000 people. And in that 15 mile radius, I know of just a few churches that are trying to reach people with the gospel. I know that there's other churches that don't necessarily line up. We redo doctrinally. You can probably get saved in those churches, and I'm grateful for them. You know, as Paul the Apostle said, you know, Christ is preached, and I there and do rejoice. Uh, but we need doctrinal sound churches. And so I, I, I feel it's such a burden that we need to go to places. My hometown, 50,000 people, four good independent Baptist churches. In the area where I pastor, 300,000 people in, in my county, and uh, two. Wow. 
in the whole county. That's a shame. It's a travesty. Um, but, you know, in the, in the shadows of Chicagoland, there are multiple, not just one. I know of four doctrinally sound Bible colleges. Why are there not more churches being started? And I believe it's because sometimes we have get short-sighted. And uh, we have a big God, and yet we have small vision. There is much to do, and yet we get tunnel vision to what we think we should do. And a lot of times we look to go back to where we're comfortable, or we look to go to someplace else. I believe that God brings people from where they were to where they need to be, uh, sometimes in a Bible college setting, gets them to, to lift up their eyes and look mm-hmm. on the field. It takes a vision. I believe it's a heavenly vision. The Bible says, lift up your eyes, look on the fields. The Bible says, mine eye affected mine heart. So um, where, do you, where do you start with the church planner's burden or vision? Where does it come from? Well, how many people are in the world? How many Christians are trying to reach them? How many churches are needed to effectively reach uh, that group of people? Um, can a church effectively reach 20,000 people? I don't know. Um, it, are, are there towns of 20,000 people that don't have a church? Are there places where people need to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ and they can go to a Catholic church or a Methodist church or a Lutheran church, but there's no Baptist church? Mm-hmm. They can hear a works-based salvation, but they can't hear salvation by grace through faith alone without uh, a, a religious dogma. Uh, can they go to a, a bar or a restaurant or a grocery store or a bank in their town? Why can't they go to an independent Baptist church? Where are the men that have a burden? And I think that they're still out there. But sometimes I think that we almost get to a point where we feel like, oh, America's got enough churches. I can point you to the Chicagoland area. I can point you to probably 30 towns of 20,000 people or more. And I could name them right now, some of them up to 60 or 70 or even 100,000 people that they don't have a very credible church in them right now. Mm. And we go, well, there's a church within 30 minutes. A Christian will drive 30 minutes to a good church. Yeah, but not a lost person. Not a lost person. And that's the problem is I think that sometimes we believe that we're doing enough to maybe even send a bus route to an area or... Uh, have an evangelistic crusade to an area, and I don't believe that that's enough. I believe that since we live in the church age and God works through the local church, that we need to establish churches. So one of the things that you're talking about is you know, something we always see in a missionary presentation. Um, you're, you always have the obligatory part where they give you some statistics. And if you're not careful, that can be like, oh, droning on and on. But it's the realization and coming to terms with the reality of those statistics that create that burden that it's these numbers of people aren't just numbers they're people my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge but how many other people are destroyed because of the god's people's lack of knowledge Mm. and so if we're not in the process of trying to learn and grow trying to reach more people and trying to establish more churches then what are we doing if God works through a local church and God establishes churches through churches, then as churches we must look to establish churches. I believe that every church ought to have a burden to start another church in the next five years. Um, 
I would love to see 10 churches planted in my lifetime um, in the greater Chicago land area, if at all possible. I don't know if that's going to take place. Uh, we've started one so far, 11 years in. And uh, then we've had a young man that worked with us for a while, Marty Montgomery, and uh, he left our church and uh, went down to Springfield and started a church there. Um, that's not Chicagoland area, so I can't really include that in my 10. Uh, but at the same time, we want to see more churches planted, and we've got to just spread that vision, the burden. So, and if, if I only plant one church, then I've got to find other people to plant those other churches. Yeah. And uh, I believe that God would have us to go to the next towns also, like Jesus said. Jesus said, let, let us go to the next towns also. Well, what is the next town? You know, how many people are there? Are we effectively knocking all those doors? Will they effectively be able to be a part of our church? If they are, then maybe we don't need to start a second church. But how about the next town beyond that? So a lot of churches, they branch out with their outreach you know, through bus ministries yeah. or whatever it might be. I'm for all of that, absolutely. But a bus route is not a substitute for a church. Not a church. Not a church. And that, that bus captain can be to those people a pastor. But there is something to be said about a local, visible church. We believe in the local church. We don't yeah. believe in a, a regional church with satellites. We believe in a local church. Yeah. Uh, that's being a Baptist. And so I, I'm passionate And a local about church it. isn't quite local when it's, you know. 35 or yeah. 40 minutes away. And I'm, I'm okay with understanding that maybe some of these small towns don't have a restaurant. They don't have a grocery store. They don't have the infrastructure to maybe even have a, a, a locale there. Everybody from that town drives to another town to shop. Hmm. Then start that church in the town where people drive to shop because they're used to driving to that town. That's where they work. That's where they go. But if everybody can get everything else that they need in their small town, why, don't that, why doesn't that small town have a church? Sure. We need more preachers. We need more young men, more older men to step up and say, you know what, I believe the Lord has called me to preach. Now, I'm not for somebody just, you know, daddy called, mama sent, or mommy called, daddy sent. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not for that perspective because I believe that it's a dedicated need in our, our church plants for a pastor to stay. I can tell you this, just because you got a burden <laughs> doesn't mean you got enough money. And there is some aspects of things where you go, Man, if there's another opportunity right now, I would look for an open door to go elsewhere. But that doesn't mean that God has not called you to stay. Yeah. And God has called. I believe my dad used to say this all the time. And um, I don't have any reason to doubt this statement. But he said, I believe that God has called a man to every town, hamlet, and, and suburb, every city. But somewhere between God calling and man answering, somebody's not listening. And so we've got to answer the call. I do believe that God still calls preachers. But I do think that in this day and age, it sure seems like less people are surrendering to the ministry than at any other time that I can remember in my life. When's the last time that, that, we, that we had a bunch of people that just said, I've got to serve God. I've got to give Him my life. And it still happens, but... I believe that um, there is a great falling away first. I believe that there is a, a, a cooling off, per se, in Christianity, and we cannot let it continue to be that way. So the past, this church planter's burden 
is just a first step. It's got to be a calling of God, right. uh, most importantly, and that'll take you the distance more than anything. And obviously, there have been times in your, you know, your time pastoring Foundation Baptist Church where you, know, you can lose sight of that burden maybe and the call of God keeps you there? Honestly, it's, it's, it, there's been some times when it's been my wife. When I say, well, you know, there's this opportunity, you know, we could go candidate at this place. And she would look at me and she'd say, who called you where and who can call you away? Either God called us here and he wants us here or God can call us away, but God's the only one that can. Nobody else can call us away from where God wants us. And she has helped me to stay where God wants us to be. And I believe that that's just the value of marrying right. You know, she doesn't always make me happy. (laughs) <laughs> but she but she tells me the truth, and that's the important thing. And, and we need that as as a husband and as as a as a man, uh, you gotta you gotta learn to listen to the the wife that God gave you. The wife that thou gavest me is not always a bad statement. Yeah. Amen. So Adam Adam tried to use it in a wrong way, but that's not that's not that's not true. My wife has has really benefited us in staying because there were times when it wasn't easy for any either one of us. Um, if there was ever a time when both of us wanted to leave, it could have been bad. But usually when one of us wanted to leave, the other one wanted to stay. And that's the way God works. That's why God That's why God said it's not good for man to be alone. Well, praise the Lord for you and your wife. Amen. Having Absolutely. that church planter's burden. Well, thanks so much for watching uh, our conversation with Pastor Houston. Uh, like I said before, we have uh, other conversations as well. You can find those down in the description of this video. So click on those links and you can uh, continue the conversation with us. Thanks so much for watching.